We are back, ladies and gentlemen, in 2020. It is the, the year 2020. I think we're in the future now. Yeah. And uh, the Sandcast is back, and uh, we're loving life. I had a nice little vacation in Hawaii. Travis has been around the world, and uh, yeah. now we're back in the studio in our, our uh, home. Yeah, we're back home. People didn't even know that we took a break. They yeah, that's had, true. Yeah, and we had Sinjin on, mm-hmm. and, which is our New Year's podcast. We yep. recorded like... The second week of December. We're sneaky like <laughs> we, that. We had Dane mm-hmm. in, and so then Tri went off to Hawaii. I went off to tiny, teeny, tiny Hawaii, mm-hmm. Rarotonga. Yeah. <laughs> One of the Cook Rarotonga. Islands. Rarotonga, that's awesome. That's yeah. a bucket lister for me go, to go down there. Yeah, it was fun. Love it. It, um, it was hot. Dude, 103? It was, yeah, the heat index was 103. Because it, it rained like every day. So every, the forecast was the same every day, which I'm sure Hawaii is probably pretty similar. Um, where it was just like yes. it was like eighty six to eighty two were like the highs and lows. Yeah, and then every day had like the thunderstorm symbol. Yeah, just like scattered thunderstorms. Humidity was like eighty percent. The good thing index, it's like, good and bad. It's like the good thing is it can be thunderstorm. You're like, eh, it's it's gonna be a perfectly good sunny day at some point tomorrow. Right, it's gonna shower and probably thunderstorm for a sec. But yeah, we're also gonna get a good day out of it. Yeah, and that's what we were saying. We're like the island is so small that it's impossible for it to be raining for that long. Like, the storm has to yeah. just go over <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> like, exactly. We had, like, <laughs> howling winds out in Hawaii uh, during our training camp, which uh, we did the first week of January. Um, but, yeah, you could, like, see the storm. It was like, oh, it's coming. We got, like, I was legitimately, like, telling Jose, our coach, like, we got, like, uh, 10 minutes. Yeah. And then, boom, huge. We'd run under the big banyan tree. Ten minutes, it would shower, and then we'd run back out, and then we'd look back up, like, perfect. oh, all right. It's big rainbow. Little, yeah, perfect rainbows. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's how it goes. Tropical training life. Now we're back in the cold, though. Yeah, it is funny that, like, because when I was in the Cook Islands, everybody, like, Trevor, so I was talking to Trevor, and he was like, dude, it's freezing. And I, I thought he was just being a baby. Then I came out this morning, and I was like, sweatpants, leggings, long sleeve sweatshirt, and I saw, it, I saw you bundled up. It was morning. cold, right? <laughs> yeah, it was okay, chilly. good. <laughs> I was questioning myself this morning. We were training with um, the Japanese national team, uh, and they were chilling, like t shirt and shorts. Yeah, what's well, cold in Japan? Like, actually cold in Japan right, right. now. I don't know. Uh, I was freezing though. I tried to take my sweatshirt yeah. off twice and it didn't work. <laughs> well, sometimes it's hard because like when you start with the sweatshirt on and you start sweating under it, you take it off and the wind blows and it's, you just I have like that was my problem. <laughs> I should have taken the wet, the under, the wet under layer off. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. It was cold. We're, we're all learning here. We're all really spoiled right now. <laughs> we've, been, we've been training in Polynesia for the last month. So uh, how was the training spoiled. camp though? Because I know last year when you, you and Trev started with Jose, mm-hmm. and you started in January, you said it was like kind of early for you guys to be training full-time, but you're doing it again. Yeah, I mean, we just kind of realized, well, first of all, we have, you know, this year's unique, like the whole season's front-loaded because right. of the Olympic qualification that ends in June. So as far as we're concerned, all the American teams, it's like that's the whole season. The season ends in June. So when you look at it like that, um, we're basically like we have what seven weeks now to like get ready to be. It's pretty crazy how peaking. fast things are coming. Usually, you're not trying to peak in the first few events yeah. in terms of your your training. You under you're ready to play, ready to ball, but you understand that you're not going to be an in peak form um, for that first event. But this year, 
we kind of need to be. So we have, uh, we wanted to spend a little more time in Hawaii. We knew it was cold here in Cali. So we flew Jose to us, which isn't that hard to, to right. talk him into that one. <laughs> yeah. um, and then we, yeah, we just trained for a week just to get the, the fundamentals down. And so when we came back here, we we're kind of ready to go. Right. Yeah. It was good. And we had a sponsor, uh, Monster Hydro. Yeah, I saw they're doing some filming. Yeah, they're, they're doing some cool stuff. They're really trying to push that product. Um, it's like a you know a sports drink for beach volleyball, and um, so we were they were kind of filming us in our lifestyle and and what our training is like in Hawaii. So it's cool. It's a like really authentic shoot. So when the I believe there's gonna be a commercial on okay. ABP. So when you watch ABP on oh, Amazon, nice. okay, there'll be a commercial with me and Trev. Uh, That's awesome. Doing whatever in Hawaii, and then uh, I think there there's like a two minute short that's coming out of it too or something. Like okay, that. it'll be cool. Cool. You get to see us training outrigger and getting in the water and all that. Yeah, yeah. Did I tell you the uh, the Monster Hydro story about uh, Kurt Topple? <laughs> yes. In- <laughs> <laughs> I love it. For our listeners who didn't hear, um, so in uh, Hermosa. Uh, I was playing against Kurt Topol and Rafi Paulus, and so there was these Monster Hydras, which if you're watching, this one's blue, um, but there is a clear one that yeah. looks kind of like water. It's the zero sugar. And so... It's, so, it's murky. Like, you don't think it's water. But right. Yeah. You, if, unless you're Kurt Topol, you don't think it's just water. <laughs> right. So Kurt had, like, three of these things before we played. That is way too much. And so apparently in, like, the timeouts, like, Kurt was like just shaking and, like, sweating and, like, going crazy. And Rafi's like, are you okay? And Kurt was like, dude, I had, like, three of those monster things. And I thought it was just water. Well, there's, like, 250 milligrams of caffeine in these things. So Kurt was freaking out. So if you get a clear monster hydro, it has, it's not water. Listen, if if you're saying, oh, wow, that monster had caffeine in it, like, come on. That's on you, buddy. I was laughing so Damn. hard because then Kurt was passed out in the player's tent like two hours later because like, he just crashed. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, are you okay? He's like, I play in 10 minutes. I thought I had I a decaf. <laughs> yeah. The decaf monster. Yeah. <laughs> no, not so much. Yeah. Fun sponsor for you guys, though. Oh, you yeah. You guys get to Dude, do that and shoot film and stuff. It's such a dream come true. And obviously, it's it's just monster. We're, we're doing like the... We're working with the uh, hydro side of things, but... Like, looking at all these big sporting events, like watching the UFC the other night with McGregor and Cerrone and yeah. Monsters. The 40 the UFC. Fight. Yeah, that was bad. That was not entertaining. Um, but, like, just, you know, to have the same sponsor as a lot of these, yeah. these world-class athletes is pretty cool. Yeah. And we're looking forward to um, having time to actually, like, take advantage of, of all the perks. Like, right. I want to go to Winter X Games. That would be I've super heard it's fun. really cool. Yeah, the because it's like the best sports in the Winter Olympics, just in one right spot. <laughs> I want to be like right at the bottom of the half pipe in the VIP suite where yeah. it's like shielded off, and all glass around, and yeah. I'm like warm by the fire, but watching them like launch forty foot airs. Yeah. That's it's, what I'm picturing. At least. It's insane. Like we watched. So I covered uh, when I covered the Winter Olympics for Yahoo mm-hmm. in 2018. So we watched the original like 90, 1998 half pipe. Oh, really? And they would, like, just go up the half pipe just boop, and come down. And it was, like, the craziest thing. And now you see guys doing, like, triple backflips and Sean oh, White's yeah. just going insane. Oh, yeah. It's fun. It's so cool. Yeah. Snow volley. Maybe Snow volley. X. Snow volley. X pretty soon. Get us up there. I could play snow volley. I was thinking about it, you know? It's fun. Like, I, I'm trying to focus on what I'm trying to focus on, but, yeah. like, it would be fun. 
Yeah. Except my hands will probably go numb, realistically. Yeah. I mean, you can put little gloves on. I've seen you practice Dude, gloves before. I go snowboarding, and <laughs> and my hands are numb, like, double gloving it. Really? Yeah. It's not good. Have you tried putting, like, a hand warmer in the glove? No. I could do that. Dude, I did that for um. I feel like my time. hands aren't going to be very good <laughs> if I got hand warmer <laughs> True. and double gloving it. You think you're bouncing. It's just like... <laughs> <laughs> just the fluff. Hitting the ball with a pillow. Yeah. <laughs> I was oh, thinking about snow volleyball on the way here, though, just because, like, coming back from um, from the Cook Island, just, like, thinking about, like, a lot of, like, the cool experiences. And I think snow volley is, like, one probably number ones. one wow. as the coolest, like, volleyball mm-hmm. experience. Because now, like, it's getting to a point with beach where, like, when I'm traveling, like, it's not so much just, like, travel and see things. Like, mm-hmm. I actually kind of want to win something. Right. Because, like, it's getting to a point where I can do that. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, it's yeah. Fun. Sure. Yeah. Um, I know. It's an interesting balance because you're, like... I, I do this sport because I love it, and it's what I want to do. But you gotta have fun with it too. Yeah. But then it's like, eh, but I want to do the best. Like I want to do the best I possibly can. Yeah. And it's like if you're doing fun stuff, it takes away. So it's maybe maybe with my retiredness, I'll like go out that way. You know. Yeah. Go out the snow volley. And there are train. people. So we played. Um, in the Cook Islands, there was this guy from Norway uh, named Yuri, and I'm not even going to try his last name, but he's 51, mm-hmm. played in three Olympics, and is like Norway's like OG, like Karch kind of guy. Mm-hmm. And he's still playing. And I was, he ain't anymore. No. And he's not yet. <laughs> he ain't the Karch anymore of no. Norway. Yeah. Anders has taken, Anders taken that mantle. Anders within two years. Yeah. But, um, well, I guess Anders hasn't played in an Olympics yet. Oh, that's so true. He, well, he, yeah, he's not even qualified. Yeah. So, I mean, uh-huh. I think Sanders will, Sanders will have his first Olympics. It might be impossible to pass him, but <laughs> technically he's not qualified. Yeah. But it was it was fun to see. I was like, Adam, like, because I played the uh, one star with Adam Roberts. He's like, why do you think this guy is playing this event? And he had, like, played in Iran the week is before. tall, like, a really pretty tall guy with, like, gray hair and um, like, kind of like a military cut? I think he was probably, like, 5'1". Oh, but, or no, five one six one. Oh, that's like sorry, five one. Oh, like, that's way he's probably like different. Six one, like not. No, no I wouldn't different say guy, tall. Okay. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't say he's tall. He's probably about five one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I don't think that's tall. Jumps real high. <laughs> <laughs> but I was asking Adam, like, why do you think this guy is still doing this? Mm-hmm. And um, Adam kind of, I think he mentioned it on the podcast that we had him on when it was just me, you, and Adam, and not when Adam had Andy in. Uh-huh. But Adam was like talking about a hypothetical where if you played, if all things were equal in professional sports and everyone made like $90,000 a year, whether it's football or basketball or, you know, hockey, baseball, whatever, uh-huh. he's like, what sport would you play? He's like, probably beach volleyball. The crowd factor. Well, then Adam, in. well, I told him that. I was like, I'd probably pick, like, basketball would be up there because, like, I think playing in front of a crowd, he's like, all right, if all the crowds were equal. Ah. Uh-huh. Definitely beach volleyball then. He's like, well, that's probably why that guy's doing this. I'd probably like, play beach volleyball. Maybe surfing would be dope. My my three were, even though I've only surfed like four times, like <laughs> if I had the talent to be a professional surfer, yeah, I'd be a professional surfer. Yeah. And they golf and out, volleyball. They clear out the best surf lineups in the world that people are just dying to surf. Yeah. And they just let you and one other guy go at it. Yeah. 
That's it. pretty legit. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, I probably, and I was just like, I just picked three sports where I'm just outside all the time. Yeah, exactly. So just golf. That's a good point. It was, it was a fun little hypothetical to talk about. Yeah. It was fun traveling with Adam because... Like he he's a talker, but like about like cool stuff. Right. And he's not totally. just like chatting about whatever. Oh, dude, you have really fun buddy. conversations with such him. Such a good yeah. travel buddy. Yeah. And he's like such a host. Like yeah. He he'll like make sure you're entertained. Like oh yeah, for sure. In, in the car rides, he had us playing like these trivia games and all. Oh, this we were stuff. gambling the whole time. And yeah. <laughs> solid solid choice by you. Yeah, and his like fiance managed like little treat bags. <laughs> it was great. Wow. That's awesome. I know. I went serving with him once, and yeah, I think he brought me a like a little thermos coffee in the morning. It's great. (laughs) He's such a good guy. Want me to pick you up? Yeah. Hell yeah. Well, half of that, I don't know if he had the Tesla when he was picking you up, but he just wanted to show off his toy. Like we practiced in Huntington. I was like, yeah, I'll uh, see you down there. He's like, no, 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 no. I'll pick you up. (laughs) (laughs) It's not on the way. Like the whole the whole time, he was just like, watch this, watch this, watch what we can do. (laughs) Like this Tesla was ridiculous. Yeah. Damn, hey, Rob. <laughs> it was fun. Speaking of which, how did uh, how did it go? I mean, came home with a little some some yeah to add yeah. to the so studio. We, we do have a new decoration for the studio. Look at uh, that. We have a bronze medal, a real medal. More hardware. Yeah, because uh, I've won three at Norsecas, but haven't actually gotten a medal. So Let's see this. Puppy. It's nice to actually have a real medal. There's a star there. Yeah, a single star. We're worry single not. Star. <laughs> So I, gradu- I graduated first grade. They all pretty much look the same. Yeah. So yeah. Every year, you're adding to it. Yeah. So we um, we played really well, honestly. And so I would equate the field to um, like a really good like AVP next where you're going to play two or three AVP teams, like lower level main draw. Right. Because um, you played against Sam O'Day. Or you played, Dude, you I, know who he is. Yeah, so I played on the New Zealand tour back in 2012, right when I ended indoors. And I just went there for a month and played on three events, which was their whole tour. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it was it was epic. But he, he and his brother, Ben, yeah. who was even more physical than him, um, they were the best team in New Zealand by far. And, honestly, they were so good that I thought they could easily, if they would have, been able to first of all they don't have funding at all they yeah. have no support so they'd have to do it all by themselves which is what Lockhead and um, who was Lockhead's partner Kirk Kirk whatever those two <laughs> were like the only New Zealanders to like ever really go and do it yeah um, but dude Sam is a really good volleyball player yeah. I don't think he's, he's he, ha- he just hasn't had the reps on a high level right but Sam and Ben I think could have been like a full on world tour team yeah, because I I would put Sam as like I would call him an elite level blocker. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so like he was in it, um, and his guy was pretty good, but Sam was clearly the the better player. Yeah. Um, and then a lot of other countries were like good, mm-hmm. not great. So it wasn't like top heavy, but there were probably like five or six teams that could have reasonably won it. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like a pretty good. Like depth of the tournament, and then there were like there were a couple like island wild cards that you know aren't great. Right. It was the first event that Cook Islands had ever hosted, so they had you know two wild carded teams in that were pretty bad, and then, right. like Tuvalu got in there, um, who were super athletic, like oh, jumped, really? they like jumped and hit like Troy. 
Wow. But it requires a pass <laughs> to get there. Just don't serve it right at them and you're good to go. Yeah. So but it was it was fun like watching because they we beat them. I want to make friends pool. with them and go surf. There's some world class surf. Yeah, they were they were fun guys too. Um for, I'm sure. But yeah, so like the aside from the bottom, like wild carded teams, which you're gonna get at pretty much any mm-hmm. kind of weird event, weirdly located event, um, everyone was pretty good. Like Canada's team was pretty good. Um, Australia. So have you, have you played against uh, Damien Schumann? Yeah. He's so, good. Yeah, really so his, good his brother played, um, uh-huh. who's really good. And then he was playing with a guy who looks just like Sharif Samba from Qatar. Uh-huh. And so we played them. Um, that was a fun match. It was like monsoon. Like oh, wow. Pouring rain, 20-mile-an-hour winds. Um, like the ball was like a medicine ball. In my shoulder, I was like, oh, my God. Um, so they, like, there was just a lot of solid teams. Right. But... It was like we we should have beat Sam. Like we had no business losing our semifinal against him. Yeah. And like that was probably like you remember the Masters that Jordan Spieth took a thirteen. Yeah. Or like took an eight on a par three. Yeah. When he was up like six. Yeah. That's pretty much that. the equivalent. At least there wasn't like eight million dollars on the line. Yeah. Yeah. It was like eight dollars. It, it was probably, it was like a hundred. <laughs> yeah. Hundred. Okay. Yeah. So it was like because we oh, we were up twenty seventeen in the second set. Oh. And we smashed him in the first, like, 21-12. Like, no so question. Just handling. Controlled the whole matchup to 2017. And then Sam, uh, we served Sam, like, kind of on accident. And he swung oh. angle and hit me here. And it just... On your side? On our side. Oh. And it, like, snuck it under. And then I hit a ball, like, three inches out next. And then Sam picked up a block. Sam picked up three blocks in a row Oof. to end it. So they ended on a 5-0 run. And then third set, we were up like 7-3 and 11-6 and 12-8. Oh. <laughs> then we shit the bed. Damn. It was that rough. Hurts. It was rough. I was actually like really kind of proud of like how like no one, we did not want to play after that. We were like Adam walked home and like he just picked up his stuff and rolled. It's hard to get up for a, a bronze medal match. Yeah. Especially after losing <laughs> after like that. that like yeah. we were like, gosh, like we're done. Like let's go home. <laughs> and yeah. Then, so I like took a nap, went to sleep, and woke up. I was like, all right, like, let's go home with a win. Right. Exactly. And then we played and a medal. This, yeah, and a medal. Like, like Adam, a bronze medal Adam had never won good. an FIVB medal before. That's right, yeah. And, like, he played FIVBs with Phil. <laughs> yeah, that's true, right? Yeah. Wow. Um, crazy. So he was, like, he, after we won the bronze, he was, like, kind of happy, but he was still just so mad and upset that we weren't playing for gold. Yeah. And I was like... It's over, man. Like, right. you got to be pretty stoked. Like, you yeah. got a medal. At least that team took care of the final. It feels yeah. a little better when that yeah. team and, you lose to wins. Yeah, it. and they, it was funny because they did the same thing. They smashed Chris Austin and Earl Schultz, mm-hmm. who were who made the finals. The other American um, team. Yeah. Yep. And it was like 21-14. They went up 2017 and threw that set away. So it went Oof. three, but then Sam just, like, took over. It was like 8-2 in the third, and they just kind of cruise-controlled. How how uh, is that other team, Chris and um, uh, Chris and Earl. Earl? So they're super athletic. So Chris has been playing volleyball forever. Yeah, mm-hmm. he played. I played indoor against him. I think maybe for I a think minute. So. Yeah, I, we, I we think overlapped he, a little bit. Did you guys play Irvine in a national championship? Yeah, but he wasn't there yet. Okay, when I played him, it was the year after I left. He won the national championship. Okay, against SC. Okay, because I think so, Chris set for Irvine and won I think two national titles I think so um and then he um he like played with Robbie Page for a little bit he went overseas indoor Mm -hmm. came back um and he 
was sort of like kind of had a weird NVL AVP right thing going on. So he didn't play AVP for a couple of years. Right. Um, and then he started coming back. Last year was like his first full time year. Yeah. He played with Chris Johnson. Mm-hmm. They made Manhattan. Um, and I think Chris is a really good player. Um, like really good ball control, super smart. Yeah. And then Earl is like this crazy athletic dude. Yeah. With, like you, if you've been to an AVP, you'd probably recognize him. He's got an watch, afro. Yeah, huge fro. Right. And like jumps as well as anybody jumps um, mm-hmm. and just beats the crap out of balls. And it, like his skills are catching up with his athleticism. So uh, I would think that like they could make pretty much every main draw if they wanted to. This upcoming year? Yeah. Okay. Like they're that good. And I just I like, like hopefully Earl stays healthy because he played basketball and volleyball in college. Uh-huh. And so he like angles and knees are, are pretty cranky. Kind of like Miles. Yeah. Super athletic. Yeah. Polynesian. Yeah. Is Earl Polynesian? Uh, he is, so his, his dad's, he just, he explained it all in the airport. He's oh. <laughs> like, dad's white, his mom's black, and he's like, got some Barcelona and German and... Oh, he, so yeah. it's just a mutt. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. But he's like the nicest dude too. For sure. Yeah. All right. We're going to pause here and take a quick second to acknowledge our lovely sponsors. Support for Sandcast from, comes from a new sponsor, Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels, which in beach volleyball, this is a well-groomed sport. You want to be looking good out there, which is why our code for 20% off is look good, play good. And you also want Manscaped because everyone knows or probably knows a guy who has had a trouble, uh, a troubling Manscaped story. I had uh, a buddy in my fraternity who used scissors down there, and it just doesn't work all that well all the time and that's why you have manscaped here to help you out it's redesigned the electric trimmer their lawnmower 2.0 has proprietary skin safe technology so this trimmer won't nick or snag your nuts you don't need that in your life trust me manscaping accents are finally a thing of the past try well and don't use the same trimmer on your face as you're using on your balls (laughs) that's just nasty Manscaped also has the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. You're already using deodorant on your armpits. Why are you not using deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? Go ahead and get 20% off plus free shipping with the code LOOKGOODPLAYGOOD at manscaped.com. Always use the right tools for the job, ladies and gentlemen. Your balls will thank you. So that is 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code LOOKGOODPLAYGOOD today. Speaking of balls, Travis, Wilson just came out with a new ball. That's the new optics ball with the OPTX technology. It's definitely been my favorite ball since I was a kid. I used to play with Wilson back at the Outrigger Canoe Club, as everyone's heard many times over the podcast. And... uh Honestly, Wilson's the best ball in the world. If you talk to any of the athletes, the Americans, they all want to be playing with the Wilson. There's a reason that those are the balls you're seeing out on the beaches, whether it's California or Florida or somewhere in between. The Wilson ball is the go-to, and now there's a completely different look that is built to make you perform better, to see the ball better, but it's the same feel. So go to Wilson.com, get yourself a new ball, because if you don't have a new ball, then you know you're just... You're just that guy on the beach or girl. And use promo code WilsonSand to get your discount today. 
I'd like to take this moment to let all of you know about Firefly Recovery, something that I take on the road with me when I'm traveling. I usually use it on the plane because you know how your legs get all swollen when you're traveling across the world, is a way for us to recover faster with increased blood flow. There's these knee straps and they have these nerve stimulators on them and basically it helps you recover. And you'll see a lot of beach volleyball players wearing them. And uh, you need to get yourself a pair today at fireflyrecovery.com. All right, everybody, now it's time for your Pacific Coast Wealth Management Olympic update. It's been quite a grind in this 2019 season, and the season is finally over, so we are officially in the offseason. The top American team is Taylor Crabb and Jake Gibb, and they're in the eighth spot in the world. Triborn, yours truly, and Trevor Crabb are in the tenth spot. Meanwhile, Philip Dahlhauser and Nick Lucenter are in the 17th spot, still looking to fill two more finishes uh, to get there, 12. And then on the women's side, April Ross, as always, is in the second spot with Alex Kleinman. They've been dominating this year. But in the fifth spot, Carrie Walsh Jennings and Brooke Sweat. In the sixth spot, Sarah Sponsel and Kelly Clays. Yes, the American women are absolutely stacked. And in the seventh spot, Kelly Larson and Emily Stockman. It is going to be an insane qualification year in 2020. We're all looking forward to it. Hopefully, Born and Crab are there. Aloha. And now back to the show. That's so awesome. they're they're good. They're like a team to kind of keep an eye on because they they work their butts off too. Like yeah. they get to practice an hour early. Uh, Chris Austin's like meticulous about oh, yeah. everything he does for yeah. sure. He's also a coach, I believe. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So he has a thing called like Setter College. Um, so he just coaches all the time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they get to practice an hour early, practice for two hours, and then like stretch, and then Earl's like lifting an hour later and then he's a PT so then he's working on people and oh wow yeah huh. and good so, partner to have on the road yeah for sure <laughs> yeah so Earl Earl's a guy to watch out for this year for sure love it because um, I don't think a lot of people really know his name but they've probably seen him because of his afro yeah. and they're like you know probably haven't like actually seen him play you'll notice him for sure yeah yeah but he's great sweet love it yeah and that was the first event of 2020 Kind of well, you know, like so, like the F, like the calendar year. I think oh, it was yeah. the second, but the FIVB has been saying that's twenty twenty since like September. <laughs> yeah, I, I I looked on BVB the other day, and I, all I went to was FIVB on BVB info, and me and Trevor were like in the top five for prize money. I was yeah. like, I don't think that's right. Yeah. So the and then I was like, oh, like, it was probably because they used the last yeah, year. Yeah, so they have like a weird, I don't know, but the calendar year was the second yeah. event. Oh, it was the second? Um, in 2020? So the, yeah, so the first one was one star in Iran. Oh, yeah. And the, probably the, not like, going to go to that as an American. Which, yeah. Well, actually, I'm interested to see who's going to go to the three star. I know. There's I a three star coming up. I was thinking no one. Yeah. Well, I don't think that uh, airlines are flying into Iran. Like, oh, Really? I don't think anyone from the U like I don't think you're getting a direct flight from the US to Iran. Yeah, I think you, uh, you I asked uh, right I now. asked the Norwegian guys how Iran was and they're like tense. <laughs> it's very tense. <laughs> tense. Yeah. He was like I tell you what, it's good not to be an American in Iran. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. If you go there, you don't bring your USA volleyball bag. Yeah. Although you're gonna go stand in the middle of the stadium with USA across your chest. So. Yeah. Yeah, so, so there is an Iran right three star coming up. I think first week of February. Um, yeah, Iran's having three events this year. They have 
A one star? Dude, they're... They're starting a one star. Though, their team, they took us to three. Their top team took us to three at World Championship. They have good volleyball really out there. Good, like, really good guys, too. And Iran loves volleyball. Yeah, totally. Like, their indoor fans are oh, nuts. Indoor fans are nuts, and their team is really good. Yeah. I believe they have the best setter in the world. Like, Better than I've, Micah? I've heard... Yeah, like, credible sources say that yeah. he's the guy. Yeah, so, and if you think about it, like, you know, to have a good beach team, you only need two guys. Like, if you're that good at indoor, like, it's not that hard right. to transfer that skill set over if you're athletic enough. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. So, so yeah, so that was the second event of the calendar year. I think there's a couple one-stars, but the first meaningful one is, well, the, the three-star in Australia, I think, will be pretty crowded. Yeah. But you're starting... Yours in Doha. Yeah, we're going to pretty much just do all the fours for the most part. Obviously, we're playing everything by ear. Yeah. Um, you know, based on how you do in the beginning, you're going to pick and choose events and whatnot. Um, but, yeah, we're doing Doha. And then Australia's in between. Uh, Australia's the next week, I believe. And then the week after that is Cancun, Mexico, which is another four-star. So we'll be there. I might be going to that. Yeah. To write about it. That's spring break, too. Yeah. Terrible like event. The one time to go. Yeah, you know, my, I got to go to Cancun for spring break <laughs> yeah. to go play on the beach uh, for work. It's for yeah. work. It's for work. <laughs> yeah, our jobs are kind of a joke. That'd be, that'd be a fun stop, though, for you guys. Yeah, it'll be good. I mean, we just need to focus. Yeah. I'm wondering. I'm, like, picturing, like, the old MTV. You know, like, you used to see the spring break shows on MTV. Yep. Like picturing that going on around us, like <laughs> yeah. close the curtains in the hotel room. Like, yeah, I don't think it's gonna be like that, but yeah. who knows? A little different. Yeah. What did you like? Did you and Trev and Jose like? What did you learn from last year that you're trying to apply this year? Like, I don't know if it's like a New Year's resolution type thing. If you're just like, all right, well, here's what didn't work. Here's what did work. Let's do more of this. Let's do that. Uh, for us, it's mostly like just growing on top of what we've already like the foundation we built yeah as that was our first year with jose and our first full year split blocking and um so it was uh basically just learning how to play defense like we're yeah only at the end of the year the very end of the year we started like figuring out oh our timing's off like we're not doing it right we're not doing defense right (laughs) (laughs) and like you know it seems simple but like when you're in the middle of the game and there's so many things to worry about, like it's really hard to implement like a really high level, sophisticated defense with all the right movements and, and everything. Um, so we were learning it throughout the year and trying to apply it, but only some of it stuck. And uh, so basically we're just trying to, we, we think of last year as our foundation. Now it's okay. time to grow on that. I like that. Um, and then, like, yeah, like, I mean, there's a lot of stuff to clean up. Just... Um, Continue to buy into to the stuff that Jose is bringing to the table, um, cleaning stuff up, uh, arm swings and all that stuff. I, I didn't feel like we were spending so much time trying to learn how to play this new style of volleyball that I don't feel like I ever blocked like the way I used to. Right. Not even close. Uh, so I'd like to get back to that for sure. Um, and then keep the serves consistent because at times this, my, my jump serve and Trevor's float were putting people in big trouble, um, but it wasn't consistent. So just smoothing everything out. But the biggest thing for us is just keep learning and growing. That's 
we have the highest upside just because we have two. In terms of the teams in the running for the Olympics, we have two young guys who are, right. who are getting better. We think we're young. Right. 30 years old. Um, so we have a lot to learn and uh, grow, um, whereas other teams are in their 40s and you know probably yeah. the best volleyball F- might be behind Phil and Nick them. aren't going to start running shoot sets tomorrow. Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, it's just about um, having that growth mindset and... I don't know. I've been here before. I'm just excited to yeah. be back in this pressure situation, you know, in the pressure cooker and um, just worrying about us. If, if we play well and get better at volleyball this year, like we are better, a better team, we play better, and, and I've learned how to become a better volleyball player, I'm good with the results. Like yeah. I'm going to be pissed if we don't make the Olympics. Don't get me wrong. Right. Like that is the goal. But like what are you going to do? Like you, you got better. Like yeah, you improved, and these other teams played that good. Then okay, I'll live with it. Yeah, I think there, like, there is like a sense of peace that comes with it if you don't get the result you want, knowing that you did everything you could have done, right, to actually get the result you wanted. But at some point, you just can't. You know, right, you can't control whether you know Phil and Nick win. So like, you're gonna know that like you did everything yeah. you could have done to win that event whether you, you know, lost it or not yeah exactly it's kind of like um, the four star in Mexico uh, at the end of last year right like me and Trev ended up on the podium after I broke my hand and like it was, it was a pretty <laughs> yeah. bad end to the year and uh, we easily could have gone out on a bad note but uh, we put in the work got a bronze medal and uh, we're stoked about that at a but big event the other American team got a gold so like yeah you know, you're not stoked about that, but I think my mindset this time is much more focused on us and my team rather than, like, seeing what my opponents do and whatnot. Letting yeah. that kind of, like, piss me off, make me boil deep down. Right. This time, I'm like, eh, whatever. <laughs> I actually, I genuinely do want to see Taylor and Trevor in the Olympics. That I would be pretty cool. That would be, like, I, I really do like Phil and Nick. I'd like, love to I be like there with Phil and Nick, too. Like, that yeah. would be a treat, too. But I think it would be... Let's just kick it back to 96 where we get three American teams in the Wait, Olympics. first yeah. of all, yeah. I was looking up on the on the board at USA Volleyball. They have a big banner with all yeah. the names. Three teams used to get... I would be a two-time Olympian. That was the, that was that the one exception. BS. I am sharpening their names off, yeah. those two bottom teams. That was when the AVP just kind of like flexed on the FIVB, and they were like, fine, you can get three. Right. Because <laughs> oh, the yeah. AVP was just that much better. Come on, Donald. Flex. <laughs> Because that was when you, I mean, when we had Sinjin on, and uh, they, the Americans were like, well, we're not going to go play on this FIVB, like, silly tour with all these terrible teams and bad prize money. We're just right. going to play on the AVP, yeah. so let's have a trial. Right. And, and then Sinjin was, you know, he was saying, no, like, this is the route. And then the president of the FIVB said, okay, well, you can get two teams through the FIVB and one through one. a trial. Uh-huh. But then ended up being one through the FIVB, two through the trial. Huh. So... So no more three teams, unfortunately. Right. That would be fun, though. I think it would be cool. I'm, I mean, if there's one team that is eliminated because of quota, like, is it really going to hurt the Olympic way? It's supposed to be a, a world game. It's not like one country dominating. Yeah. Come on. I, I think that it's so frustrating because I look at it. So perfect example of this, actually. So the president of the American Samoa Volleyball Federation was like, like, kind of like trying to recruit me and Adam. He's like, you know, like, you're like, 
How you, hard is it to qualify you know, for the Olympics? You look Samoan. Yeah, oh, clearly. You know, I got like kind of burnt this weekend. Like, we can tie you up. Yeah, for sure. And but he was like, "What? How hard is it to qualify for the Olympics if you're an American?" I was like, uh, "It's not really even on our radar, man. Like, it's yeah. hard." He was like, "Think it's easier to qualify for American Samoa?" I was like, "Probably." He was like, "Well, all you need is a U.S. passport." <laughs> like he was like trying to recruit us. You need a U.S. passport to play for American Samoa. Yeah, and same as like the Virgin Islands because it's a territory. Can. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. And isn't uh, <clears throat> didn't Miles play for them? Yeah. So and he was he was a partner. I know. That's what he was literally trying to say that he was, uh, he was like uh, you know you played with Miles, <laughs> but you know like me and Miles shouldn't get an Olympic spot over you know, Andre and George or like you and Trevor or Phil and Nick just because like we'd be representing American Samoa and it's world games. Like right. <laughs> the Olympics are kind of a sham. Well <laughs> um so we're training with the Japanese team right now a little bit here and there. And um so they're having a one off event where and they're the host country, so they're guaranteed a bid. Yeah. And these teams don't even have to qualify for the Olympics. They're just gonna have one event with like eight teams. Just winner takes a, all. A Japanese trial? Winner represents Japan in the host Olympics. Oh, wow. Yeah. Dude, I didn't know that. Isn't that nuts? That's so, awesome. So the guy that's here training is like one of the best indoor players ever. And he's just starting to play beach now. But he's is like, that, you're training with uh, you, right? You, yeah. Okay. I like that you know? guy. Yeah. I've played against him a couple times. I was training with you. <laughs> <laughs> Not you. you. This is funny. I saw him, um, I saw him in Tel Aviv. For the one star there, and he he's trained down in uh, Huntington a few times. Oh, has he? Yeah. yeah. I actually don't know his backstory, but I heard he's like one of the great indoor players ever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He's good. In, they take like humongous sets. I don't know if they still do, but those guys like set the ball to the moon and back like, yeah. ten feet off the net. It's like, just what are you doing? Indoor. Yeah. Yeah. But that's it. crazy that they're just having. That's awesome that they have a trial. Koichi. Yeah, I saw. I just saw Koichi at uh, the Cook Islands. Oh, he was there. Yeah, he was out there with uh, Dice K. And um, my money would be on uh, Shiratori and um, yeah, we the played, big guy. We played those guys in in Tokyo this past year, and I want to say they took us to three. I know they like they gave us a little scare. But yeah, go. We better. That's who. Um, that was who I beat in the last round of the qualifier for China. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. But they're the big guys. Like. Dude, they can scoot balls too. Like you oh, yeah. bring heat at them, and there's that. What else? That. <laughs> Easy. Well, the ball control in Japan is insane because right, they just exactly. they just rep, 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 rep. Exactly. Because we played these two Japanese guys for uh, bronze, mm-hmm. and they were like five ten, five eleven each, but super fast and like could jump crazy high. Yeah. And you just could not get them out of system. Right. And they would just like pass these like. Like quick little passes, and then run a shoot, and then run a back shoot, and run a quick. It's like problem is getting over the net and past the block. (laughs) Yeah, everything else is on point. Yeah, but when they were playing like these kind of lumbering blockers, they were just killing them. Yeah, because Canada had um, this like six eleven guy, Alex Russell, um, who played. He played seaside with Grant O'Gorman. Okay. Um, and they just like ran him to death, and they ended up winning in three just because he just like could not. You couldn't Good keep man. up. Wow. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, but if you if they were in deep sand, it could be a different story. But yeah, for sure. Because you could motor you know, on the Cook Islands. Oh yeah. You need totally. you. Could, it was just like running on grass. When you have that like long indoor 
approach in deep sand like here in Hermosa, it's like, yeah. you look like you can't jump. Yeah, it's trouble. It's pretty funny seeing indoor guys come out and try to play in the deep yeah. sand. That's, good stuff. That's funny that Japan can just like pick how they want to choose their team. Yeah, I would you, think that would be a huge event too. Like They put it on TV and everything. Yeah, I mean kind of how the, the Olympic trial was in 96. I guess. I actually kind of like it. And everything. Like, yeah. I mean, I, we talked about I this I think more than one event. I, I would like to see them do more than one event. Like, if they wanted to use the Japanese tour as, like, their qualifier system yeah. for the Olympics, yeah. that would be cool. That's cool. But one event's just so tough. Yeah. For the U.S., it would have to be... I mean, we talked about this so much. Yeah. Especially the Sinjin one. Yeah. But I, I like the one team through the FIVB World Tour and one team through the Gold Series. Yeah. AVP Gold Series. Yeah. It'd be great. That'd be sweet. So, well, in uh, LA, twenty-eight, we get to do whatever we want for one of our oh, spots. Yeah. We could we could have a trial for LA twenty-eight. It's possible. Huh. The host country <laughs> make right. our own rules, and that could be a rocking event. Yeah. Have it in Santa Monica at the Olympic venue. Yeah, that'd be crazy. Have you seen the um, what do you call it? The renderings or whatever. Mm-mm. Oh, dude, you you guys gotta look it up. Google. Uh, LA 2028 Olympics beach volleyball venue. Okay. It's pretty rad. Like, yeah. So it's the Santa Monica Pier. There's two, I think, I saw. One, the stadium's on the south side. One, the stadium's on the north side. Okay. But it's like a huge stadium. Yeah. Right there on that giant beach where that parking lot is. Yeah. I've seen them have like Cirque du Soleil there and whatnot. I played a CBVA there once. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. You're ready. <laughs> yeah. Um, but dude, that would be so rad. Imagine like Going from UCLA, which is the Olympic Village, down okay. like in Los Angeles as the American team to the stadium. Oh man! In Santa Monica that to go be, compete in the wild. Olympics. Yeah, for the, your host country. Wow, it's funny that they're picking Santa Monica over you know say like a Manhattan. Yeah, I think it's got to be Santa Monica in terms of like just how parking. accessible it is. Yeah, and, I th- and the beach is bigger. Like that is a really long beach. True. And, like, they do actually have parking in Santa Monica. Right. Yeah. There's Manhattan. a giant parking lot right there, actually, yeah. and on the pier. Um, yeah, Manhattan wouldn't, <laughs> it wouldn't be possible. Yeah, it's not impossible. Yeah. Um, plus, like, if you look at, like, the aerial footage of it, like, when you see, like, Laker games, they bring the camera down to the Santa Monica pier, right? Yeah. It's, like, the stereotypical L.A. Yeah. Um, shot. And, dude, it's going to be cool. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm so, going for but it. But that's, that's cool. <laughs> that's I, I didn't even think about that, that we could have, like, we can make up our own, hopefully USA. and By then, I mean, but hopefully 10 years from now, I, USA and AVP are putting yeah, their heads together. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It'll be a lot different. And speaking of things changing, I've heard word that next year's uh, world tour is not going to be the star system. Yeah. I don't know if it's official, official, but it seems very official to yeah. me from what I've heard. Well, um, like, so that you were telling me that, so currently we have a, a five star, four star, three star, two star, and one star system. Right. With five being the best, and like newer guys like me start with ones and twos. Yeah. You build up from there. So, what's the new the proposal? The new system is basically just limiting that. So, there's a top level qualification level and then an intermediate level okay so and and i have no idea like the how it's gonna work um but that's just like kind of the rumblings rumors rumors let's call it rumors for now 
Um, it, the bottom level will be like for juniors or like people like yourself who are just starting and trying to crack into the tour. Yeah. Um, I don't even know. Maybe it's only for like younger people and like, so like people a, who a are just cracking. Tour? Yeah, like a junior okay. tour, junior world tour, okay. which I think is a great idea. Yeah. Uh, and then people just cracking in and go straight to the qualifier events. So there's no qualifier for the top level events. And the top level is just okay. straight main draw, just best points. teams in the world. Okay. And then if you if you fall off of that, now you're on the qualifying series, I guess you'd call it. Okay. Um, and you're just trying to jump up. But you're not like flying to other countries just to play in a qualifier and lose. Okay. Which I think is a good idea. I think so too. And then the guess we'll qualifying see events will be closer to what like three stars are right now. Okay. And I'm hoping, I think it would make sense to where the top team shouldn't be able to play in the middle. Like it should be a purely qualifying teams yeah. tour. If you're ranked a certain height, you can't go back. Right. Right? Because then you can just go play those for fun and then take people's spots. Yeah. And there, there's no way for growth. Exactly. From the bottom up. Problem is you have to have enough events at the top for people to make a living off. Yeah. You mentioned that they, like, they propose like a certain amount of... Uh, I think it was like 8 to 12, but I don't know if that's between the middle range and the top or... Yeah. I have no idea. Yeah. Um, but I think that's the idea, generally. And I think it's better... Um, the problem right now is it's not like the system's that much different. The problem is right. we have these four and five stars, but there's only three five stars, which are just good money. Like that's what's worth going flying around the world to play. Right. Four stars are like barely worth it. Like we'd we'd rather play an AVP and stay right. home because an AVP is equivalent to a four star. Right, and then but but you're not playing the best teams in the world. Right. You're playing the best teams in America. Yeah. Um, and then three stars are just, like, not worth our time. Yeah. For the most part. In it's, terms of, like, really trying to make a really good living. Yeah. You know? It's funny to see the girls. They're all playing three stars except for April and Alex. It's... Yeah. And I, I'm trying to do the math on it. And it. It's all for points. That's the problem right now. Is, yeah. Is everyone's chasing points. And you don't want to fly around the world for points. You want to fly it's, around to, like, make a living. And especially and like go with stuff. the points that they're going for, like... At this point, if you're, well, Sarah and, and Lauren Fendrick, who are a new partnership, like they're starting from ground zero, so they're going to have to travel. But when it was Sarah and Summer, they were like, well, we could get points if we win. And Sponsel right. and Clay's were like, yeah, we can get points if we win or get second. And I was like, that's a long way to travel needing to make to the finals. And everyone's going. Yeah. And like, that's, <laughs> that's the thought process for us. It's like, we get it. Like, a three star gold will help us for sure. But if we go to this event this to get this three-star gold, how does it affect our playing when we go to this four-star after? Exactly. I'd rather just save up my energy for this four-star. And, like, train and be well-prepared for an event that, you know, a fifth is exactly. the equivalent to and, winning a three-star. And, three like, star. be playing events you want to play in. Like, you want to be there. You feel the pressure. You feel you have great competition. And, I don't know, you know? Yeah. You don't want to play just for points yeah and there are so many four stars that you guys don't need to dip down into the threes luckily yeah yeah exactly i mean so you guys played that what like 14 event like fivbs last year maybe probably i don't know yeah and like that's plenty <laughs> that's oh, a yeah. lot of tournaments dude me and hyden played in like 19 one year that's so many yeah 
It was, it was a lot. <laughs> one thing I, I uh, was kind of curious about, one of my friends from home asked me this. Um, after the Olympics, like, are you guys still going to play FIVB stuff? Um, you just pick and choose. I mean, yeah. you still want to have good points. For, right. I mean, are you going to pass on, like, uh, Vienna and Stad? Right. Those are, like, enjoyable events. They're big. That's, like, that's why you play beach volleyball. So, yeah, if, I mean, if there's no conflict, we'll go. But I believe Vienna is over uh, Manhattan Beach Open. I think, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be hard for me. First of all, I, I want to play Manhattan. Right. I really want to play Vienna, too. I need redemption in both of those because I broke yeah. Manhattan and Vienna. Yeah. And then Trevor won <laughs> Manhattan. So if I could win both of those True. at the same time, that'd be great. But uh I know Trevor wants to be there for his... Uh, yeah, defend the title. Oh, uh, yeah. His pier ceremony. He gets his plaque on the pier. God damn it. <laughs> oh, man. I have to live with that <laughs> until I get mine on there. Problem is, if I get mine on there now, he's going to go on there twice. Yeah. So I got I don't know what to do there. That's hilarious. Um, but, yeah, well, I mean, we'll, we'll go to the good ones after yeah. that. You, you kind of get to choose. Um what else is there? Oh, and then Chicago and Hawaii. Those are the ones you're for sure going to play in those. Those yeah. are great. Um, and I did also hear rumors about King of the Beach coming back. King of the Court really? coming back. Nice. Post-Olympics. Yep. So we'll see when they throw that in there. But I, I yeah. think they're going to throw an event towards the end of the year. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff moving. Dude, King of the Court was fun. It looked fun. And that was a all great of, event. like I have not heard one bad review from the player. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, you can go back and listen to our podcast with Wilco. True. Uh, what's his last name? Wilco Nijland. Nijland. Yeah. Um, to learn about King of the Court, but that was really fun. Yeah. I would love. It's invite only too. So like, I mean, if we make the Olympics, I, I think we'll get the invite. Yeah. Should be safe. Yeah. Do you know how many events you'll have before uh, Rome? So Rome's the final qualifying event. Um, I believe it's six or seven events. Okay. Yeah. Packed into three months. Are you guys, are you playing Huntington? Um, it's like right before Itapema. We're on the fence with that. So also I heard that Singapore is uh, not confirmed as of right now. I said, yeah. Phil, I got that email from Phil. He's yeah. like... So don't book your flight. Yeah. <laughs> Usually that means it's getting canceled. Um, I also heard rumors that Moscow might not be really fully confirmed. I and I have no idea why. I don't even know who I heard that from. So don't trust me on that. Yeah. Um, but Singapore is kind of up in the air now. So if if we don't have Singapore, then that will change how we go about the China, China, Brazil after that. So we're kind of waiting on that. To see. Okay. Yeah. So Huntington's kind of TBD. Yeah. Which is so lame. Yeah. Also, Hermosa's over the Olympics. Are you kidding me? Like, come Brutal. Dude. Brutal. I can throw a rock to Hermosa. I know. Oh, my God. <laughs> so Adam was asking me if, if you and Trevor qualify, if I was going to go to the Olympics. It's like, well... It's during Hermosa. And he was like, well, the Olympics are like a Dude, long event. Cast, come on. And I, was, I know. And I was like, uh, but beach is like the first event. Even though it's stretched out over, what, like a week and a half or so? Yeah. But 
So me and Adam are we're kicking it around that after Hermosa we might Bell. try to make it out to Tokyo. I like it. So Love that's it. sort of a tentative plan. <clears throat> Jeez, <laughs> winter cough going on here. So you guys um, do you know well. So Huntington's TBD. Austin is that a conflict? Or would you? Yeah, it conflicts conflicts with Brazil again. Okay. So. Nothing's changed. Yeah. We basically don't get to play AVP again. <laughs> that sucks. But, but, I mean, it can all depend. Like, if we do really well in Qatar and Mexico, now we have the, ability, we have the cushion to go right. play the Right, Yeah. So, and then New York is at least always a little bit easier for you guys to come back to because it's East Coast. Yeah, I know that's, like, a tricky time as well. Pretty much anything before the Olympics is, like, we're going to try to get there. We'd love to be there. Yeah. Uh, we just have to see how the schedule plays out. Yeah. Knowing that our priority is to try to make these games. Yeah. Fun times ahead. Dude, yeah. I'm stoked. I'm, I'm like, really amped up right now. Like, yeah. That I get another shot at this. And, yeah. like, right in the thick of it. Same it's, as it was last time. And it's probably super cool for you considering, like, where you were, you know, a year and a half ago, two years, Dude. we're like, you weren't allowed to, like, sweat. Yeah. <laughs> so. No, like, I had to, like, legitimately, like, think of, like, wow, I might not ever get to do that again. Whereas, like, right after the last Olympic quad, I was like, this is my time. Yeah. So, yeah. It's cool to be in this position. I'm super grateful, and uh, it's going to be it's going to be fun either way, whatever yeah. happens. Yeah. Yeah, I'm stoked. Fun ride. Yeah. So you're hitting fun the road. Battle. Doha is the first event mm-hmm. for... Try and Trev. Yes. Good deal. Yep. There you go, listeners. We got Doha, first event for Try and Trev. I'm getting married in like two weeks, Dude. so that'll be my first event. I'm going to train really hard, <laughs> yeah. and I'm going to take that night and I'm off gonna take just a month. for you. <laughs> yeah. I'm stoked on that one. <laughs> so, fun times ahead for the Sandcast crew. Love it. Yeah, we didn't want to bring a guest in because I haven't seen Try in like a month and a half, so we just wanted to kick it. We had to catch up. Yeah, had to catch up for the new year, so... We'll have a guest on next week. Don't know who just yet. We'll keep it a surprise for you guys. So looking forward to Sandcast here in 2020. Always appreciate you guys listening. And um, we're back, baby. We're back, people. The juice is worth the squeeze. Yeah, that's the quote right there. <laughs> that's our quote. I had that in, my trainer says that every time that every time that my legs are just throbbing and burning. <laughs> the juice is worth the squeeze. <laughs> oh, there we go.